This is a resumption on the class on Salah and uh, we were talking about the sitting position between the two prostrations in the first rak'ah and uh, the positioning of the hands uh, that uh, the right hand is uh, to be put on the right thigh and the left hand on the left thigh or uh, moved in such that the tips of the fingers uh, come on the right on the left knee and as to the uh, position with respect to the right hand uh, there's a difference of opinion concerning the uh, clinching of the fingers whether the index finger is to be moved uh, when the person makes dua uh, during uh, this posture or not there's a difference of opinion on that of course as we discussed uh, earlier now we need to continue then after uh, he finishes the second prostration like the first prostration described also before then he the person in salah should stand up to the second rak'ah and begins with his face lifting his face then his hands this and then his knees and one of the opinions is that he puts his um, puts his hands on the knees and uh, stands up uh, he puts them in order to support his uh, standing up and some of the ulama are with the opinion that uh, instead he stands by using his hands uh, to support himself while lifting his body up uh, and the other opinion is that the standing in this way is considered by some of the scholars permitted only when needed meaning uh, supporting himself on his hands while moving up for the second rakah standing up for the second rakah is only when needed now there is something here we need to talk about also this is the sitting position the sitting position upon standing from the sujood for the second rakah this is referred to as jalsatul istiraha the sitting of rest the sitting of rest quote unquote there are again difference of opinions regarding this posture it's known as jalsatul istiraha some of the ulama is, are with the opinion that it is the sunnah in general to sit for rest slightly, a little bit or a, 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 for a short while as he sits between the two prostrations as he sits between the two prostrations then stands up then stands up this is based on the hadith of Malik bin al-Huwayrith radiyallahu ta'ala anhu this is based upon the hadith of Malik bin al-Huwayrith who said that كان رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا كان في وتر من صلاته لم يمهض حتى يستوي قاعدا أو جالسا that when the messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم 
used to be in performing an odd rak'ah he would uh, in his odd rak'ah he would sit he used to sit for a moment before getting up and in the same hadith and in the same hadith أنه كان يعتمد على الأرض ثم يقوم he used to support himself on the ground uh, as a support upon uh, standing up following the prostrations this is one opinion this is one opinion the second opinion is that this is not the sunnah it is not a sunnah in general also that it is not a sunnah and they based it on the hadith of Wa'il bin Hujr radiallahu ta'ala anhu that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to stand ala suduri qadamay supported by the front of his feet and he did not mention the sitting of rest so they said it is not therefore mashru' it is not therefore legal the third opinion the third opi- and, and they said that they said this, uh, the people the, the scholars of the second opinion we just mentioned that it is not a sunnah uh, they said in response to the hadith of Malik bin Hawairith which we mentioned earlier that hadith Wa'il this latter hadith we mentioned in which there is no mentioning of the, of the, setting, of the sitting of rest is more affirmed uh, than uh, uh, that of, uh, of Malik but this is not really this answer is not really authentic this is not correct they mentioned that the hadith of Wa'al bin Hajar uh, rather is awthaq min hadithi uh, Malik awthaq min hadithi Malik not awthaq, awthaq min hadithi Malik and the third opinion is that the this sitting of rest is permissible for the one who needs it as if in case uh, in case for example he is old or uh, ill or the like and the people who went to this opinion they said that all the evidences in this uh, in this direction if they are directed to indicate its permissibility for the one who needs it all the evidences then will be reconciled meaning the evidences that he did not sit and the evidence that he sat then according to this opinion the conclusion is that his sitting was needed by him because at the end of his life he became heavy in weight such to the extent that for one year he didn't pray the night except sitting as reported from one of the mothers of the believers radiallahu ta'ala anhum ajma'in and they said that when Malik bin Huwairith came and saw the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam it was a time at the end of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam's life so he sallallahu alayhi wasallam used to like to make it easy upon himself so he would sit then he will put his hands as support 
for himself to stand up. So indicate that there is some hardship upon him. So they concluded in this third opinion that you just heard, they concluded that directing the hadith to this effect reconciles them all, meaning that he وسلم, sat when was needed and therefore anybody who needs to sit this sitting of rest before completely standing for the second rak'ah then in this if he has this condition of being an elderly or an ill person or the like then he may take by this permit طيب, suppose the imam sits sits, the imam sits the sitting of rest either due to a need or he sees that it is the sunnah what about the people who follow him ماذا عن المأموم what about the people who follow him the مأموم those who follow should sit also with the imam to be in harmony with the imam and it is a sunnah for him to do this even though the one who is following does not see it to be a sunnah but rather he takes now by the following of the imam even if he disagrees with the imam on it being a sunnah or not another case Suppose the ma'moom, the one who is led in the prayer, sees that this is a sunnah. And the imam does not sit. The imam does not sit for it. Then here also, the ma'moom, the one who follows the imam, should not sit. Because the imam is assigned to be followed. And the evidence for this, the evidence for this can be understood by the following example. If the Imam forgets the first tashahud, if the Imam forgets the first tashahud, then it is not permissible for the ma'moom, the one led in the prayer, to sit and make the tashahud, which the Imam missed. Rather, he must follow the Imam and stands up with the Imam so therefore if he leaves the obligated sitting for the tashahud for the sake of following the Imam then if he leaves the sitting of rest which is recommended then by all means this must take precedence and he should leave it and follow the Imam if the Imam does not sit for this sitting of rest. Is this clear? Is this clear? Also take another, another case. Take another case. If someone... Diamond says it's not clear. Taib will repeat. Now, if the Imam forgets the first tashahud and stands up, then it is not permissible 
for the ma'amum to sit and make the tashahud rather he must follow the imam and stands up with the imam so now look in this case he is going to leave what an obligated sitting for the tashahud he is going to leave the sitting for tashahud and the sitting for tashahud is an obligation but he is leaving it in order what in order what yeah, diamond, in order what? In order to follow what? In order to follow what? To follow whom? The Imam. In order to follow the Imam. Yeah, Zafar Ali. If they say Subhanallah and the Imam stood up, then it's not permissible for him to return for the Tashahud. It's not permissible for him to return for the tashahud he missed. خلاص, in this case, the ma'moom stands up with him. And before the imam finishes the salah, he makes sujood as-sahu. He makes sujood as-sahu. You understand? So therefore here, he is leaving, in this case, he is leaving the jalous for tashahud, which is an obligation. Sitting for the tashahud is an obligation. He is leaving it in order to follow the imam. So by all means, he, f- he leaves the recommended action of sitting for rest in order what? In order to be with the imam and follow the imam who does not see that it is a sunnah. You understand? Now, is it clear now? طيب take another situation you enter you enter while the imam is in the second raka while the imam is in the second raka the imam will sit to make the tashahud right the imam will sit to make the tashahud right right the Imam will sit to make the tashahud after the second rak'ah, right? So, he is now, the one who missed the first rak'ah is going to sit with the Imam, right? And at the end of the salah, how many tashahuds this person who missed the first rak'ah will be doing? At the end of salah, how many? Three. He will be doing three. Right? He will be doing three. So therefore there was an additional tashahud. Why this additional tashahud is taking place? Because he must follow whom? Because he must what? Follow whom? No, that's not adding. He must follow whom? Because he must follow the imam in the congregation. He must sit with him. So he is doing this which is increment, quote unquote, in order to be in salah with the imam following him طيب, another case the prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said إِذَا صَلَّى قَاعِدًا فَصَلُّوا قُعُودًا if the imam makes salah sitting then you also make salah sitting so here the ma'moom will leave 
the standing, which is a rukun, which is a pillar, for the sake of following the Imam, isn't it? Clear? Alhamdulillah. So therefore, the conclusion is what? The conclusion is that, if the Imam does not sit for Jalsatul Istiraha, if the Imam does not sit for Jalsatul Istiraha, for the sitting of rest, while the Ma'moom sees that it is a Sunnah recommended, therefore he may leave this Sunnah for the sake of what? For the sake of what? Fill the blanks. Fill the blanks. For the sake of following the Imam. Now, following the Imam. Is this part clear? Yani even to the extent, even to the extent that Imam Ahmad rahimahullah said, if the person prays behind an Imam who makes dua qunut, dua al qunut in Salat al Fajr, and the Ma'moom does not see that this is the Sunnah then it is permissible for him to make ta'meen after the dua of the imam. Now, he um, stands up. He is the up in, a, in an upright position. He will perform now the second raka'ah, like the first one but should not make dua al-istiftah he should not start in the second rak'ah he should not make the dua of opening the salah because the dua of istiftah of opening the salah with is in the first rak'ah what about now saying al-isti'adha أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم before he begins to recite the Quran in the second rak'ah this is called al-isti'adha what about the isti'adha now should he say أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم and then begins the recitation two opinions one opinion is that he makes the isti'adha because of the general evidence from Surah An-Nahl 16 98 in the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ فَإِذَا قَرَأْتَ الْقُرْآنَ فَاسْتَعِذْ بِاللَّهِ من الشيطان الرجيم. So when you want to recite the Quran, seek refuge with Allah from Shaitan. This is called isti'adha. Seek refuge with Allah from Shaitan, the outcast. The other opinion is that he should not make isti'adha. And they based it upon the evidence in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Abi Hurairah, رضي الله تعالى عنه, where he said, فَقَامَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ فَقَرَأَ بِالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ بِالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ 
So the Prophet ﷺ stood upright and he recited Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen and he did not mention that the Prophet ﷺ sought refuge in Allah from the shaitan, the outcast. And they also rational and they also uh, gave a, uh, a reasoning by saying that the recitation of Salah is one recitation and it's only separated by the remembrances meaning that the recitations which take place in the whole Salah is one so it needs only one isti'adha at the beginning and it's only interrupted due to the remembrances only and the matter is accommodating the matter is accommodating If he performs the isti'adah, then inshallah ta'ala, then his salah is correct. And if he doesn't, then the matter is accommodating. In the second rak'ah, in the second rak'ah, there is no intention to make a second rak'ah. Remember this. When he goes to the second rak'ah, there is nothing called intention for the second rak'ah. The intention for salah is one. Then afterwards, he makes the second rak'ah like the first one, except that أَقَلُّ مِنْهَا فِي طُولِ الْقِرَاءَةِ Lesser than the first in terms of the length of recitation. Shorter. Shorter in terms of the length of recitation. Because the Prophet ﷺ used to lengthen the first and shorten the second and shorten the second then afterwards after finishing the second rak'ah with its prostrations he sits for tashahud he sits for tashahud and as the posture of sitting for tashahud it is the same posture we discussed it is the same posture that we discussed fitting that between the prostrations like that between the prostrations if he is making the tashahud for example in the two rak'ah prayers in the two rak'ah prayers like Salat al-Fajr Salat al-Jumu'ah Salat al-Eid Salat al-Istisqa Salat for rain and the regular sunans and the regular sunans and the like in this case he recites the, fa- the tahiyyat complete in this case he recites the tahiyyat complete and this is inshallah we will leave it for the next class as to the tahiyyat and their meaning walhamdulillah rabbil alameen وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم أستغفر الله العظيم وأتوب إليه